From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up Presents, the Sunday Sprint for this week two of National Football League season, September 16th, 2016. We are joined, as always, by Mr. Luke Morrow. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Do we have a name for your show? You know, I'm leaning between a couple of different ones. We haven't uh, made a, a solid choice just yet. Uh, that'll probably come tomorrow because of the storm here uh, in the Carolinas. We push back the show another week anyway, so we got a little more time. Is everybody okay down there in Charleston? Uh, as far as I know, we uh, certainly lucked out. Didn't get uh, the brunt of the storm. That was North Carolina and uh, Charleston. It really was barely a tropical storm in Charleston, so I think everything's okay in this area, hopefully the same for those up in North Carolina, because they, they were the ones that really got hit hard. Yeah, um, and this is the midday show, obviously, for the ESPN Radio affiliate down in Charlotte, which uh, Luke will be homing, um, so you still got one more week to send Luke stuff. Have you joined Twitter? No, not yet. I got a week to do that, too. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Do you realize that our that, that our listenership is going to go up like eighty nine percent once you join Twitter? Is that what they're projecting? Yes, I I, I I talked to the NBC News political team and they ran their 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 numbers and and that's what wow. they predict. Interesting. Well, I look forward to that. Yes, as you know, I I believe in in Twitter follower counts and politics kind of run parallel lines and are the exact same thing. Gotcha. Okay. That's a really convoluted BS intro to our wonderful 15-minute radio show. Um, <coughs> now podcast, excuse me. Um, when you woke up this morning and saw that Aaron Rodgers is playing, your thought was? No surprise. I figured all along, uh, you know, Packers are just, were just playing the game to, to string it out. But, you know, I thought it was silly. All the NFL teams do that. Um they're so secretive about uh, injuries and who's actually going to be out there, especially at the quarterback position. But I, I think we all knew Rodgers was going to play. Now the question is, how close to 100% is he? But uh, I was expecting him to play all along. You can't send uh, Kaiser out there for one of the biggest games of the year already. And this is a, 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 a big game, and I, I think it's important that we take a, a look back. You got your first victory last week. This is a battle of 1-0 teams, and this could be a key battle when it comes not only to, um, if, if, if you believe in, in, in the strength of, of, of uh, Kirk Cousins, um, this could not only be a key divisional battle, this could be home field late in the year. I mean, there's a lot of implications here, potentially. Yeah, I think for the Vikings, this is their biggest game of the season because when you think specifically about the division, who is going to challenge them the most, it's certainly the Green Bay Packers. And with this game being on the road, well, I think that's more important for Minnesota than the home game because you would imagine the home game would be slightly easier than going into Lambeau. So I think already, you know, week two, this is the biggest game the Vikings will have this season on the schedule. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. It's the first time that they're heading to Lambeau in September, in 10 years, I'm not used to them being there when it's sunny and, and not frozen. Uh, but 
we'll see if that has any sort of effect. But, you know, the big question is, of course, Aaron Rodgers and his health. You know, I don't think he'll be as mobile as uh, he's used to. And that will certainly, or could certainly help the Vikings. I mean, their defensive line, which may be the best in the league, uh, I thought had a great week last week against San Francisco. And so if they're able to repeat that today, get some pressure on Rodgers, that'll be a big help because I don't think Aaron will be able to scramble as much as he would like. I think he'll be kind of a statue back there, make him an easier target. And as we all know, you know, it starts with pressuring the quarterback. So if the Vikings can do that, uh, then I think the defense will, will stand a good chance. Mike Zimmer has had great success against Rodgers. If you compare the numbers for Aaron against Zimmer and against everybody else, his quarterback rating is about 20 points lower against Zimmer's defenses than the rest of the league. So, you know, you factor that into the decision as well, and, and we'll see. But uh, the Vikings, you know, they have a tough time in Lambeau, um, and, and this certainly won't be uh, an easy game for them, but one that they need to win. 83 degrees and partly cloudy skies today wow. for yeah. for this game. Uh, very different, as you said, from what you normally face. Quickly, what were your observations from last week for the Vikings? 24-16 win over the 49ers, spoiling Jimmy G's uh, winning streak and everything else. Well, I think Jimmy looked pretty awful. I mean, three interceptions, completion percentage below 50. Um, as I predicted, they kind of turned him back into a pumpkin. But, you know, the Vikings offensively, Kirk Cousins looked good. He didn't complete a pass in the fourth quarter, which was troubling. Uh it, it was a sloppy victory, but a win is a win. And against the Niners team, that should be pretty good. So, you know, I'll take it. Um, let's move on now to my Jets, who take on the Vic- uh, the uh, Vikings. That'll be later in the year. Uh, take on the, the Dolphins in a 1 p.m. game. Um, interesting game last week, Luke. <laughs> my, my, my dad wanders down here, goes to his seat. We see the first pass, and he rolls out, and he throws across his body, and I yell, oh, no, and my dad yells, this is going to be a pick six. And uh, we know how that ended. Um, probably the worst start that Sam Darnold could have asked for. Um, the worst start to a career that I've seen a Jet quarterback have in a while. And yet, they kind of bounced back, had poise, established a running game, got a passing game, and they did something that they haven't done in a ton of years, which is they scored via every facet of the game. They got a rushing TD, a passing TD, a kick return TD, um, a defensive TD. They did everything you could ask. It was a really impressive, complete win, but I think it's more of an indictment on, on, on how horrible Detroit was. They looked atrocious. Yeah, they did, and they didn't look ready. I mean, a rough debut for Patricia. Then you have the, the report afterwards that the Jets knew what was coming before it even happened um, for the Lions offensively. Uh, just a total mess for Detroit at home. That was so Detroit. Uh, on the flip side, the Jets, though, still going on the road like that, rookie quarterback, uh, you know, I was very impressed with what I saw. Uh, I thought it was uh, very Jets-like to have that opening pitch, <laughs> but then he settled down, and, and, and he looked very good throughout that uh, ball game, and now you take on a Dolphins team here at home that uh, I think could be a, a, a similar challenge in what he'll be facing defensively. So, uh, hey, I like this Jets team. I picked them to win last week. I think they win again today. Uh, I like what I saw. I think they keep it rolling against the Dolphins team, but I'm still unsure of uh, what this expects from them this year. And also remember, they're coming off playing the, the longest game in NFL history. Yeah, that's true. So um, it, it was a long, long day for them, and that's a lot of warming up and cooling down, and, and you have no idea what effects on the body that has because 
um, unlike baseball players where, where we kind of know what rain delays do and golfers where, where we know what rain delays do, we don't know what, um, what, what really impacts those have. So, um, I, I have no idea what to expect. I've, I've never been a big Ryan Tannehill fan. I've seen Ryan Tannehill struggle against the Jets in the stadium. I'm, I, I, I won't be there today, but I've seen it in person before. Um, it, it can be a struggle, so we'll see um, what what happens on that end. It's a it's a three point uh, Jets favorite game, which means basically that it's just giving credence to the home team. So I don't think Vegas thinks that that the Jets are as good as some people may think they are. Um, uh, or sorry, they, they don't think that the Jets are as good as their week one performance. One uh, a quick note on Sam Darnold, he. Um, Todd Bowles said that that, could, that, that that pick six to open was the best thing that could ever have happened for him. It got all his butterflies out in once. It just went, whoop, okay. Can't get worse than this. Let's just laugh it off and keep going. And I think it was really interesting. I don't know if you saw it, Luke, to see the hug that Sam's parents gave uh, Josh McCown. Um, after the game, there's a huge mentorship there, and Josh was huge in calming him down and saying, it's okay, you're going to be fine, we've got, you know, 14 minutes and however many seconds left to win this game, blah, 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 and uh, you, you you could see in, in Sam's parents how um, pleased they were that Josh was able to help Sam calm down, um, so that's that, basically. Um we we picked the Eagles, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The Eagles. I can't find that game on my screen currently. I don't know why. Uh, yes, here it is. Philly Tampa. Um, the the wondrous world of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting there seeing the highlights of that game last week, and I'm going, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> Yeah, Luke, Luke, please explain to me. I, I mean, I should be the one explaining because I saw this in person for years. Um, but just, I mean, oh, my God. He is as hot and cold as they get, and that is as hot as Ryan Fitzpatrick gets, and that's why he was once paid $100 million. <laughs> so maybe we get the cold version today. Uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Yeah, he's had such an interesting career. I mean, he's a, he's a real enigma in this league. Um, you never know what to expect from him, and sometimes he shows that potential, like last week where he's phenomenal, and then other times uh, he looks like he doesn't belong. And, and today will be a much tougher challenge for him, yes. even at home, but against that defense with Philadelphia than the Saints defense, which finished out last year strong, but as we saw last September, the Saints defense had similar performances as they had last week. They just don't start well, apparently, defensively. What was the last time the Saints had a really good defense? I, I, they've won games because of one person, Drew Brees. Drew Brees masks a lot of the flaws that the Saints have had over the years. No, absolutely. And, and think about how many of those 48, 41... Well, uh, 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 sorry, I totally talked over you. Say that again. Yeah, I agree with you, and that was certainly the case when they went to the Super Bowl yeah. in 2009. And look at how many 48-41 shootouts they've ended up in over the years. Yeah. You know, just, just totally non-defensive games. It was a sloppy opener for Philly, um, and I just don't... I, I think that they'll just eke one out here 
and Fitz will turn the ball over some, and, and it'll just be ugly. We've got to speed up our pace here on the Sunday sprint, which happens occasionally because we like each other, excuse me, and we talk a lot. Big, big doubleheader game, Nance Roma Wolfson for uh, New England and Jacksonville, repeat of the AFC Championship game. I do not buy that this game will be competitive. I think the Pats win this easily. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think it's just a one-point line, and I know a lot of people Yep, like one and a half. But, okay, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm going Patriots. I think it could be ugly. Uh, I, I say forget that uh, the playoff game from a year ago. I don't think Marone learned anything. You know, we heard about him not being aggressive enough. Doug Peterson writes a book uh, that rips Marone for not being aggressive enough against the Patriots. I don't think he learned his lesson. I think they kind of get into a similar trap today if they have a lead. But no Leonard Fournette. Uh, Blake Bortles still at quarterback. He can't beat Tom Brady. And uh, Brady and the Brady is, I think, eight and zero against the Jaguars. I think he improves to nine and zero today. I trust the better coaching. That's obviously Belichick. So Patriots uh, get the win on the road. Can we do a show at some point later on about how um, Tom Brady um, just has played uh, with no name wide receivers and turned them into multi millionaires? <laughs> I mean, this is what he does. He's got no targets right now except for Chris Hogan, and he's he's fine. He's turning them into multimillionaires eventually. Yeah, and I mentioned that last week, and then since last week, now they lost their running back, Jeremy Hill, so they've only gotten worse around Brady, and yet they'll still go into Jacksonville and beat one of the better teams in the conference. Exactly. He has no talent around them offensively. Giants, Cowboys, Cowboys lose one of their offensive weapons in um, in. Des Bryant, obviously, from, from the offseason. Is Zach Martin playing again? Because that offensive line last week was not good enough to win, and um, they need, you know, the offensive line has been their bedrock, which has helped Zeke and everything else. And if Zach Martin's still out, and if that offensive line's still not sharp, um, that team is in trouble. And if Dak isn't sharp again, I mean, he looked terrible last week. Uh, we've heard you know, the uh, comments from the Giants this week that they just need to slow down Zeke to win. They, they're they're going to challenge Prescott to try to beat them. And right now, the way he's playing, I don't know that he can. Uh, the Giants lost last week in Jacksonville, but the front seven looked pretty good. I think they'll be able to pressure the quarterback or slow down Zeke somewhat. And I, I like the Giants on the road to get a win. This is a big game, like all big games today for 0-1 teams. Uh, I think only 7% of playoff teams in the last 15 years started 0-2. So for the Cowboys at home, this is kind of your season on the line tonight, and they need to play a lot better than what they looked like last week in Carolina. Um, and, and for the Giants, they looked better. That uh, in, in, in at, 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 was a, a, kind of one of those NFL games where I think they played better than the score indicated. Um, you know, um, they had a chance late that I forget what happened there. Um, oh, oh, it was the muff punt. Um, they they probably win that game if the putts if if the putt if if the uh, punts not muffed, and um, also for the Giants, um, since Saquon Barkley got his first NFL touchdown, and that I think is huge for him just to get that under his belt and to just calm down, relax, and keep and and now be able to just be a normal part of that offense, quote unquote. And that punt was recovered by former Stetson Hatter Donald Payne. Oh, did you cover him? Yes. Look at that. Defensive player, afraid of flying. Afraid of flying. So what? So what was that like? 
<laughs> it was stressful for him. He would pace the uh, the aisle in the uh, the airplane, and he, you know, it, it wasn't easy for him. But then he'd go out there on the field on Saturdays, and I was the best player out there. Well, look at that resiliency in the in, in the face of uh, of adversity. A lesson for all Americans. Uh, that guy should run for president. <laughs> Maybe someday. Um, okay, we're over our allotted time, but who cares? This is now a podcast. Luke, uh, we have already run over time, so we have to go to the end of our radio program. Oh. Good timing for week two. A tad, uh, about a half second late. Yeah, I felt it. Game of the day. Uh, I try to avoid the Vikings with all these picks because I feel that it jinxes them. So I'm going to go Sunday night football. No, I, oh, because oh, it, it uh, jinxes them. I, I just thought you wanted to bring up more games. No, uh, Vikes, 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 Packers, and it's not even close. I don't De- if you say so. Definitely the game of the day. Um, your sleeper game. I'll say uh, Panthers-Falcons, that's an important game in, in that division. And again, Falcons trying to avoid an all-in-two start that, that typically buries teams. Uh, for some reason, the Rams are 13-point favorites over the Cardinals. Um, even besides a betting perspective, this is one of those games where a team gets blown out in week one and their coach like looks into them, and I just feel like the Cardinals can give the Rams a run for their money today. I just That game reeks of letdown and, and fight back and all those you know things that you hear about. Go Sam Bradford. Um, what? Go Sam Bradford. Yes. So so we'll see here um, what what happens in that game. Your game to watch golf during. You've got a Champions Tour event and a Web.com Tour event with the PGA Tour off this week. Uh, I think I'm going to say, you know what, actually, I may say Monday Night Football. I think both of those teams are just boring, and I think neither will certainly be a playoff team this year. Uh, neither is of interest to me, um, and uh, for me, Buffalo Charger, uh, yeah, Chargers, I, I can't get up for that game. I'm sorry. Buffalo is just horrible. I, I, yeah, but I kind of like the Bills today, oddly enough. With, with Josh Allen. Yeah, uh, just something about it. Uh, and the Chargers coming from the West Coast to play a 1 o'clock game. I don't think the Chargers cover. I think the Bills may even be able to pull off the win. Seven and a half point favorites the Chargers are. Um, and finally, your survivor game. It knocked a lot of people out last week. I'm going back to them this week because I didn't pick them. Saints at home against the Browns. Just considering that, instead... I'm going to go Indianapolis. I think Washington's in for a classic Redskins letdown game. I like that. I picked the Colts as well. I think they get the win. Um, Luke, your player to watch today. I think I know who it's going to be. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. Really? He is out there and uh, to see uh, what kind of, kind of injury and how long he's going to have to deal with this for. I'm with you. Not Not much more to be said than that. Yeah, it could shape the, the whole NFC North. It could shape the whole NFL. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, this is this is an injury that if you read Adam Schefter this morning, keeps guys out for a while, and and he's not. So 
Well, you know, he's one of the few that can still go out there and, and be one of the best. Well, well, part of it, and, and let's just keep going here for a second, because I, I, I think this is interesting. I think part of it is that he is the best side-angle, non-traditional thrower in the NFL. For example, if that injury happens to Peyton Manning, he's out, right? Because mm-hmm. we've mm-hmm. never seen Peyton go sidearm or anything like that. Rodgers can do enough and kind of scamper around, even on a bad leg, where I think he can still be effective. And I think as a result of that, that's why Rodgers can still play and still be effective. Peyton Manning, for example, or Baker Mayfield, or any of these guys who are either running quarterbacks and or just regular throwing quarterbacks would have no chance. And we saw it last week for Rodgers in that second half. I mean, he had one leg to, to stand on. He couldn't step into his throws. He's throwing back, pedaling off balance, uh, just mechanically doing everything wrong, and yet he still tore up the Bears, a pretty good defense there in the final 30 minutes. And, and the other thing, too, is all those sidearm and scampers and, and back foot throws, he was able to save the energy up for that one long throw that he had to make, and, and, and it was right on target. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's the best in the league, injury or not. I still say Tom Brady is the best because I've seen it too many times live on television. I, Tom Brady is the best game manager I've seen. You know, like you give him two minutes and one time out, and and he'll just, um, you know, just tear your heart and and your team apart. Um, but in terms of the most talented quarterback in the NFL, in terms of best in that category, it's Rodgers, and it's not even close. Yes, and I can't wait until he retires. <laughs> Are you going to throw a party in Charleston? I may. Begin the uh, the Sean Kaiser days. Um, begin the... Th- that's, that's how... You will one day begin your midday show, which should be called Morrow's... Morrow's, but we won't... Or, no. Morrow's Sorrows. <laughs> For all the crying you do about your teams that, that, that let you down. Um... <laughs> Sorry, that was too easy. Uh, remember when the Vikings were bad and I got to tease you every week on this show? Oh, yes. How could I forget? Yes, and then the Jets were bad and you teased me every week. Anyway. Um, anyway. Uh, Luke, thank you as always for being uh, on the Sunday Sprint and enjoy your football Sunday. My pleasure as always. Enjoy, everybody.